three, two, fuck the one. What's going on? Um, it is Monday, the 6th of August, 2018, and it's 4.24 p.m. Uh, just sitting here in the old room on the laptop looking out the window. It's a nice day today. I had a class earlier, but you know I'm just sitting down and getting this done. Uh, I think this is the 69th podcast, but look, I'm going to be fucking honest with you. I've noticed recently that you know I need to... The only way that this is going to be sustainable or I'm not going to run out of shit to talk about, because I normally talk about more information rather than actual um, you know, current events or things like that. So I've realized that the only way that this is going to be sustainable is if I actually start talking to people on it. Now, to be honest, there's a few... I don't really have anyone in, plan, in mind. Uh, I thought I did, but to be honest, I probably don't still have those relationships to be able to reach out to people like that. Um, they're not bridges I've burnt, but more so uh, you can't really not see someone for like two years and then say, oh, you know, and the first message you send them is a cold call saying, you know, oh, mate, do you want to come on the podcast? Uh, also, it'd probably require me to get a second microphone, but if I'm honest, I don't know how the micro, how, if we, if you put one microphone and just sat pretty close to each other, like facing each other at a desk, it'd probably work. Uh, but other than that, I probably have to get a second one and then you've got to, you know, recognize all the fucking, the USB microphones. So I don't really know how to work the rest of it, but I have realized that it's probably something I need to do is start getting people on and talking to them because to be honest, I need to start talking to more people in terms of like, I need to start learning a bit more uh, from people and I don't really know who I will talk to. So if you have any suggestions, honestly, anyone, I'm not going to fucking shoot down anyone's suggestions. If anyone has a suggestion, shoot me an email is probably the best. If you have my number, shoot me a text message. Uh, if you, I'll get, my email is fhendersonfoley at gmail.com. Uh, in the F Henderson Foley, there's no capitals, no hyphens, no punctuation. You know, so shoot me an email with some with some suggestions. You don't have to leave a name or anything um, of yourself. You can just shoot me some suggestions of who you would like to see me talk to. Obviously, it's got to be somewhat reasonable. Like, it's probably not um, it's probably not feasible for me to even consider getting Conor McGregor on the podcast. You know, because he lives halfway across the world, and to be honest. I don't think he'd give a fuck about coming on my podcast. But in terms of people who are more likely to do so, preferably from the Central Coast or Sydney, um, I'm willing to travel to Sydney to do it as well. Uh, but obviously the Central Coast, I live on the Central Coast. That's an easy trek for me. Sydney is also an easy trek. I can always find an excuse to make it down there. But I think you know that's a big thing for me is I need to start meeting more people. And to be honest, like... It does sort of come from my own anxiety a bit in not getting guests on because it's sort of, I don't know, I just you just feel a bit nervous about it. Like, do people want to come on the podcast? Are people going to give a shit? Because that was a big thing with me starting this was like, oh man, I don't want to look like that fucking guy who's like trying to act like um, he's bigger than what he is, if that makes sense, by starting a podcast. I literally started a podcast because I was like, fuck it. I'm on uni holidays. I've got nothing to do. I'm just going to buy a microphone and plug it in and see what happens and see if anyone wants to listen. And a few people listen, which is cool. So other than that, 
Uh, got a couple of things today. Got obviously new training I'm doing. I've got a good quote by Einstein, and then also my top five exercise exercises for athletes. So it doesn't matter what sport you play. These are all exercises you can do in a weight room. Uh, any kind of weight room, strength and conditioning sort of gym would be great for it. But these, you can literally do it in any kind of weight room because these are all exercises I do. And you can, you know, it can be an anytime fitness. It can just be a fucking bar and plates. You really don't need anything other than that. Literally all these exercises that I've done, you can do with a, pe- a bar, uh, sorry, a barbell, plates, and a power rack is all you need. So basically I'll go through them in a couple, but other than that, I watched uh, UFC 227 yesterday. I am a bit of a UFC fan. No, I will never fucking train to be a fighter because it's so scary and it's brutal. But, you know, I do have a bit of a martial arts background, a few years of martial arts background. Um, so I don't know. It's just something I've been drawn to. Holy fuck. TJ Dillashaw is an absolute killer, man. Like I Obviously, he fought Cody Garbrandt again uh, for the Bantamweight Championship. And Jesus, TJ is a beast, man. It, it's like... Just when I thought, to be honest, it's not like I thought he could he couldn't get better, but he just looked his work is so clean. You know, at the beginning of the fight, he was sort of smiling and taunting him, taunting Cody, uh, and then it was just a first round knockout, and it was a really impressive performance. Shit, you know, I want to see. Hopefully, Dominic Cruz has come back from injury, and that's going to be the fight to make. But I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, so <laughs> I just um we'll move on from there. I've started my new sort of training program. Basically what it is, is it's about building my aerobic base. So I've made two alterations. I've made, um, I'm minimizing my hypertrophy work now um, and I'm maximizing my aerobic work. So now I'm just doing really strength and power work um, in terms of, I'm doing like a strength day and then a dynamic effort day. Uh, I'm still doing a bit of hypertrophy for my upper body. I'm not so much doing hypertrophy for my lower body because to be honest, my legs are big enough uh, and my upper body is big enough as well. But, you know, there are some exercises where you just do, maybe do some, I don't know, like some tricep work, some shoulder work, you know, just overall um, some upper back work, just stuff to balance out the rest of the uh, rest of the um, work I do for the mu- rest of my muscles, I guess, like the back and the chest and the arms, et cetera. Don't really train arms, but, you know, chin-ups, I guess, do count. You know, so I'm doing, basically what I've been doing is I've been doing 20 minutes on the bike. Now you think might, might think 20 minutes on the bike, that sounds absolute bitch. It doesn't sound like much, but if you're going 20 minutes on the bike, basically what I'll do is I'll start, maybe for the first three or four minutes, my heart rate is at, at about 120 beats per minute. Um, and basically how I do this, it's not the most accurate way, but basically I'll just, you know, take my pulse um, under my neck you know how you can do that sort of under your jaw uh, i'll count for six seconds whatever count i get say i get um 12 beats in that six seconds i'll multiply that by 10 so just add a zero on the end and i've got um 120 beats per minute so it, it's a rough way it's not 100 percent accurate uh but it's a it's a good guide i'll let that get up to about 160 or 170 and i'm doing maybe 15 minutes probably more than 15 minutes, probably 15 to 18 minutes of work at um, at 160 to 170 beats per minute. Now, honestly, it's it's all, the feeling you get on the bike. I do it on the bike because to be honest with you, I do not like running. Will I integrate more running soon? Yes, I will. But for the minute, 
Um, I just need to get the get used to the lactic acid in my legs. And it's really, really good to get used to the lactic acid in your legs because my quads especially blow up and burn. Like, to be honest, I got to about 16 minutes the other day and I thought to myself, fuck, there's no way I can do another four minutes of this. Like, I was at my breaking point. Uh, but I ground through it. Basically, what I'm doing is I sort of set a benchmark a couple of weeks ago. Oh, sorry, last week. I've done it three times now. Um, where I got two, no, actually, I think I've done it twice. So I, I got, first time I got 230 calories in 20 minutes. The second time I got 232 calories in 20 minutes. Next time I'm going to go for 234. So I'm improving every time, which is good at the minute. But yeah, I think it's a Kaiser bike. I'll just Google it. It's um, K-E-I-S-E-R. And I've been really, you know, really impressed with it, to be honest. It's, um, it's one of the more, it looks sort of like a racing bike, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've just pulled it up. It's called a uh, Kaiser M3 Indoor Cycle, I believe. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Just because, to be honest with you, I'm basically just need to do it because running for me is tough on the body, but it's also being a big dude running on concrete is tough on my knees um, and I bad knees run in the family. So I don't need bad knees at 19. If I get bad knees in my you know 60s and 70s, then fuck it. But I'm not getting bad knees in my 20s and 30s. So if I can minimize that, uh, then we'll be doing well. But I'm doing less hypertrophy work, more just speed work, getting the fast twitch fibers working, really working the whole force velocity curve. So making sure I'm doing, you know, uh, low speed strength work, still trying to move it fast, but you know, more lower speed stuff uh, in, in my overall strength, if that makes sense. So we'd be looking at, you know, that's where you'd look at maybe five sets of three of the squats. You're not so much looking for moving the bar in 1.5 seconds or whatever. You're looking to get the weight up, not grinding it out, but still progressing each week. Uh, and then also I'd have my, I guess you could call it a dynamic effort day where I'm doing like Olympic lifting variations. I'm doing jumping variations. I'm doing speed squats. Uh, and then maybe some, you know, maybe some band hamstring curls or Nordic curls or something like that. Uh, but we'll move on to my top five exercises for athletes. So these are five, five exercises which are guaranteed to make you a better athlete. All of these, um, all of these exercises can be performed in any rep range, but for athletes, I would recommend working in, at the beginning, work in higher rep ranges to try and build the muscle, um, get used to the movement pattern, uh, and then you know moving down to, more towards your event. So for example, uh, if I was to think about a rugby preseason and then moving into a rugby season, at the beginning, you'd be focusing on hypertrophy work to try and get the muscle bigger um, because the bigger muscle you know, has been correlated with having the potential to be a stronger muscle and then more towards the season you're moving into more strength work to prepare the central nervous system and then you're more moving into power work towards the actual season and then you know the volume during the season is actually quite low it's more just staying explosive and staying strong as well maintaining strength standards um, and power standards as well but my top five exercises are my number one top exercise for all athletes of all time is the squat um, quads, glutes, hamstrings, quads and glutes, especially, um, you know, it works the back as well. The back is in an isometric contraction. The rear delts in an isometric contraction. It's an 
it's an awesome exercise, uh, especially for the glutes. How deep should you go? It doesn't really matter per se. Um, if you're going to do shallow squats, put a box under you. Don't do, um, you know, don't do a manual restriction of a range of motion. Do it at, like do it actually to a box. Uh, because I just don't think it's great on the knees if you're sort of bouncing down, then stopping and stopping it halfway, and then bouncing back up. Uh, but for squats, I think they're an awesome exercise. Uh, really help develop, you know, applying force to the ground, ground-based power. Um, just getting stronger in them. I, I felt anecdotally, I don't really have too many scientific studies to back it up, but anecdotally, I felt much stronger, much more explosive. You can't really do, you can't really be explosive. And fast, unless you're strong in your lower body. So I love squats. I think they're one of the best exercises you can do. In terms of what squats to do, you know, box squats are great. I prefer low bar back squats with no box, just low bar back squats like a, a power lifter would do with a re probably a shoulder width stance, which is a little bit wider than hip width. Uh, for me, I think that's a... It's comfortable. It's... It it's comfortable, it works, um, and it's effective, and it just feels good for me. High bar squats, my anthropometry is terrible for high bar squats. I don't think people understand how short my torso actually is. Uh, like Pretty much my femurs are longer than my torso. So um, really high bar squats don't work for me, because I and same with front squats, because I'd have to keep my torso so straight up and my ankles would have to be so flexible to do it. Whereas I can lean over a little bit more with the low bar squat. Um, and I love that. So moving on to exercise number two is the deadlift. So the deadlift is a great uh, hip hinge motion, working on hip extension, just like in the squat um, and focusing on bringing the glutes through into hip extension. Now, I love the deadlift. I love the Romanian deadlift. I love the conventional deadlift. I haven't done too, too many sumo deadlifts, um, but the trap bar deadlift is an awesome option as well. Mainly, I would say that the trap bar deadlift is probably the safest for athletes, safest for people in general. Um, unless you're a power lifter, you don't really need a straight bar deadlift. But if you don't have uh, a trap bar, it's fine to use a straight bar. I use a straight bar. Um, getting stronger on this, make sure you're doing an RDL on the way down. You're sort of pushing your butt back. Um, keeping the back neutral, push the butt back uh, to grab the bar. Make sure your hamstrings sort of feel tight on the way down. That's how you know they're being loaded up with tension. Uh, and that's going to help you propel your hips forward and finish the actual lockout of the deadlift. You know, then you want to really bend the bar around your shins, if that makes sense. So you're going to tuck your lats down, sort of externally rotate your arms. So basically, if I'm doing a double overhand grip, I'm going to imagine, I'm not actually going to do it, but I'm going to imagine that I'm turning my thumbs up towards the sky. And that's going to lock my lats in um, and make sure I'm staying tight. Through the whole thing, you've got to stay tight. And then you're basically pushing really, it's a leg press effectively from that position. Make sure your hips aren't shooting too high. Make sure your hips aren't starting too low because they will shoot back up. Um, and then just shoot your hip, uh, make sure you're squeezing your glutes through at the top. That's going to help with the lockout. But the deadlift is an awesome exercise. I love it so much. Similar to the squat, it's really great for applying force to the ground. Um, and to be honest, the trap bar deadlift, depending on how you do it, can be a similar um, movement pattern to the squat. So, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. But typically, you'd hit, uh, set the hips a bit higher 
and just do it like a normal deadlift. Uh, my next movement is for the upper body. We've had two lower body exercises. Up onto the upper body is a press of any any kind of variety. So I'm talking, I'll talk two major presses here. We'll talk about the overhead press and the bench press. So with a bench press, we have a horizontal press. Um, and then obviously because you're lying down and you're pressing away from your torso uh, in a horizontal motion. And then we have a vertical press, which is you know, an overhead press, which a vertical press pressing up overhead when you're standing up. You know, I didn't really pick one or the other because I think they're both important. I think overhead press is great for posture and shoulder, um, making sure you're mobile in your shoulders and making sure you're able to lock out in shoulders. Also, um, a little sports-specific stuff, I guess with rugby, an overhead press is going to be more applicable for line-out lifters. Uh, a push press will be even more applicable. But I, I think the overhead press, I think, sorry, I just think presses in general are important to develop upper body strength, up, upper body size as well. Uh, and, you know, they're a great exercise. They, they're performed by athletes all around the world, you know, for a good reason. They're a great exercise for developing just what I said, you know, power, strength, and size. You can't go wrong with them. My next exercise is probably a little bit of a... um a little bit of a controversial, not a controversial one, but something you wouldn't expect. And it's an Olympic Olympic lifting variation. Now, this is not limited to anything. You, by Olympic lifting variation, you can do, you know, um, you can do cleans, cleans and presses. You can do snatches. You can do dumbbell snatches. You can do power cleans. You can do fucking hang snatches. You know, there's so many different variations. Even if you don't want to use an Olympic bar, Olympic barbell, you can use uh, a med ball. You know, do a med ball throw back over your head or up in the air. You know, it's the same movement pattern. Basically, what you're trying to train is triple extension. So extension at the hip, knee, and ankle joint. And once again, bringing the glutes through because the glutes and hamstrings are powerful muscles and help with explosion in the lower body. So Olympic lifting variations, probably my favorite, I would say my favorite Olympic lifting variation um, would be a dumbbell dumbbell snatch because basically it's very easy to set up. You don't really need to, um, you don't really need too much technique to do it. But that's the other thing with Olympic lifting variations. They typically are quite technical. Like, you know, Olympic lifting as a sport itself, the snatch and, you know, the clean and jerk, as well as the power clean, they need incredible mobility. They need, you know, great technique. You need to know where to pull the bar, where to explode your hips. You know, you need good, you know, wrist mobility, which I don't have. I've got tight triceps. Um, so the power clean is not great for me. So I, like, I still do it, but it's not great for me. So I just prefer to do heavy um, dumbbell snatches. I think they make more sense for me. Pardon me, I had to get a drink. You know, you can also use the med ball. The med ball is great because you don't actually have the barbell. You're throwing the ball, um, but obviously you're going to be limited by how heavy the ball actually is. But it's a great variation. And my final exercise, number five, is a pull-up or a chin-up. So basically it's a back exercise. We've trained the front. Um, we've trained our shoulders and our chest with a upper body pressing. Now we need to do some pulling. Um, 
we've got a pull-up, so that'd be more of a wide grip, and we've got a chin-up, which would be more of a close grip. Really, you can interchange these. De great for developing the upper back, um, which is great for posture, I've found a lot. Um, but overall, you just need to be doing some pulling. Otherwise, you'll end up too internally rotated. And to be honest with you, anecdotally, which is just my experience, um, you just want to feel balanced. You don't want to feel like you have a weak back because if you have a weak back, um, sorry, if you just have weak muscle groups in general, you're not going to feel confident when you go, you know, when you're actually playing your sport. You know, I've always felt that way. Unless I'm prepared, I feel nervous. I feel like I, I feel more than nervous. I feel anxious about it. So make sure you're prepared. Um, but there are five exercises. I can go into, to be honest, over a podcast, it's difficult. I'd rather do it in video form in terms of actually demonstrating the exercises. But, you know, just Google them, just literally how to, and then the exercise name, how to, how to squat, how to deadlift, how to press. You know, there's so, pardon me, fuck, I've got the hiccups dying here. Uh, there's so many different, you know, different, um, how would you say it? So many different, sorry, video tutorials online about how to do these things and, I think they're really, really great, really important. Um, but you don't need to be an athlete to do these exercises. These are, look, trust me, if you do these five exercises and incorporate them into your training program or, um, to be honest with you, I reckon they develop an incredible physique as well. You know, if you're training for the look, um, training for an aesthetic purpose, you know, you look at these things and the squat, the deadlift, you know, deadlift is going to build an build a crazy back, hamstrings and glutes. Squat, you know, quads and quads and glutes. You know, I've never I've never met a bloke in my life who didn't want you know big quads. I've never met a man in my life who did not want big quads, and they might say they don't, but compl that's complete bullshit. It's someone who is resentful towards training legs, so they don't want them. But you know, big quads, um, quads are the gods. So. <laughs> Uh, and then you've got pressing, obviously upper body, people are more inclined to do that. But the main thing about all these exercises is they're very demanding on the central nervous system. So they're really going to, and you know, and they they incorporate, you know, large muscle groups and um, across multiple joints as well. They're pretty much all compound movements. So you've got to think about it. They're going to burn a lot of calories as well. So think about that. Think about incorporating these into whatever training you do. Um, and I really, really think uh, you'll see the benefits. So I'm going to finish off with the quote. As per usual, I'm not going to interpret it. I'm just going to say it is Albert Einstein, uh, and it is, everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, I will catch you on Friday. Have a good few days. Uh, and I'll see you then.